In the far future, faster-than-light travel is possible via portals called stiffworks. Human and alien civilizations travel this way for millennia. Trade, war, and technology proliferate. Countless societies rise, thrive, fall, and vanish. Eventually, almost everyone forgets the secrets of the stiffworks. Almost. 300 years ago, the worshipful company of Stillfleeters is formed on Spindle, a space station of unknown origin. They send fleeters into the void using stiffworks in search of profit. It is 100 million years in the future. Welcome to Float City. Previously on Float City, the crew must decide. After saving company refactor Zestino Novell, do they head to the pirate island Graffa to help convince Steady Hand, Grand Shandy Dealer, the Pirate King, to continue hiding the weapons he has for all these years? Or do they strike out on their own, armed with fresh intel about who set them up to take the fall for her death? They decide to help Zestino. If they have a chance to stop a flood of weapons into Kakudun, thus preventing, or perhaps at least delaying the inevitable war, they should take it. Zesh's partner Millen takes the crew to Graffa, where they meet with Grand Shandy, who explains he would prefer to continue hiding the weaponry, but the situation is difficult. He must negotiate that deal with other pirate politicians, and to gain leverage, he needs the very thing they use for leverage over him, his eggs. He explains that if the team breaks into his friend and colleague Thea's house in the wealthy district of Graffa and pilfers his unborn weight eggs locked away there, he can act in their interest and his. We join the team now, preparing for their side quest in Shandy's house on Graffa. When we left off, I think we can be in the same spot and you tell me, uh, you yep. were in one of the lower drawing rooms uh, at Grand Shandy's uh, apartment complex's house, uh, which is kind of narrow and tall. There's at least four stories. There's kind of a weird roof level. Um, maybe someone's built like a porch mezzanine. Um, it was originally for pets, but now someone lives out there. And <laughs> you're being watched over by a couple of guards at any time, some waiting sort of uh, mafioso types, but they're not really uh, bothering you. And they, frankly, people keep offering you baked goods, most of which are probably inedible. If you're not a giant bug, you probably can't metabolize <laughs> them. Uh, some might be really good. It might be sort of a role for it situation. Uh, but yeah, you're being left alone. I mean, you've been given the information you need. I think also, uh, I should say, Grand Shandy gave you a map of the city and indicated where uh, this particular mansion in which they, Jafad, the pirate, lives, and it is called Sleepmonger House. It's this incredibly expensive house built by some banker from Gaziom, and she, you know, bought it for a uh, dollar kind of a deal um, in some shady way a few years ago and moved in. And uh, it's, it's very easy to find, basically. So, it, you know, you have the information um, that you need, and I'm happy to sort of fill you in on any of that. But if you guys want to just plan, you know, take it away. And is it the case that we would understand that Tae is not going to part willingly with these eggs. She probably doesn't want people breaking into her mansion and stealing her trophies in general. And she definitely right. doesn't want to give up leverage against the pirate king, her rival. Fair. Okay, got it. 
in the little like in the little out overlook that we're all hanging out on um Zestino is holding the map and she turns around she looks at everybody and she's like i mostly do paperwork now it's been a long time since i've done any <clears throat> infiltrating uh, so i'm all ears if you all who maybe do this more than i do have any suggestions Mercus is gazing off into the distance with hands behind his back <laughs> and just mumbling, not expendable, not expendable. <laughs> What's the weather like right now? That's a great question. Why don't we roll for it on <laughs> the weather chart? There's a weather chart? There is a weather chart. Uh, I keep expanding chart. it. It's getting maybe too long. Amazing. We'll see what version makes um, it in. I will say that one of my favorite things about White's GMing style is the number of times that you ask a question and White says, I don't know, let's roll for it. And he has <laughs> the perfect table just ready to go. Well, let's hope. Uh, D20, please. Could someone roll me a D20? And I'll tell you what the weather is like in Grafa right now. I got it. A 19. Uh, it is sunny and pleasant. It is perfect mm. out in Grafa. It's like uh, L.A. at its best. It is, you know, there's enough of a breeze, enough sun, but it's not scorching today. Often it's scorching or raining, sometimes raining mysterious objects, but not today. <laughs> to Mercus, in his mind, it is raining. <laughs> and he is clenching a fist and not listening to anybody. <laughs> Wait, why is Mercus so upset? Just like, ups just, you know, upset about being set up still. Mm. Got it. Beta goes over to Mercus and says, uh, "So that uh, map, how how far away is uh, is this is this house? Doesn't look very far away. Doesn't look very far away. And can could he see it from where they're standing? Um, you no, know, you can't probably see the specific yeah. house. You can see kind of the area. Um, would this be a time, Mike? Could I share a screen real quick? I know this oh, is yeah, a, sure. not a audio, a visual format rather, but oh, this is beautiful." Wow. <laughs> so we're looking at a hand-drawn map of Grafa um, with White's handwriting. This is in like pen and uh, marker, it looks like. And there's like a big yellow wall um, on the front portion of it with these large caverns you can see cut into the side of it. And then there's just all of these dense grids and winding roads, like a, a map of a city um, on top of it overlooking uh, the, the water that it's in. I think what we can probably do, White, if you'll let us, is we can just put this on the Patreon. Yeah, sure. So why don't we put the, we can put this on the Still Fleet and the uh, Fun City Patreon, and uh, I'll put a link in the show notes, um, and everybody can go take a look at it because it's great. This yeah. looks yeah. so yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, it also looks a little bit like a cake. It does yes. look a little bit like a cake. Definitely totally. cake-like. Uh, it also, if you'll notice, I spelled Grafa wrong here. So um, I did <laughs> notice that I didn't want to point that out, man. <laughs> Part of the joke. Uh, it is the the Viraconium thing. You know, sometimes they themselves spell Grafa differently. Mm -hmm. Everyone you talk to puts mm -hmm. the A's in different spots in the word, but That's it's always pronounced cute. the same. So okay, I love that. Yeah, the lower right. So uh, the escape is the whole lower part of the island, mm -hmm. and the escape mm -hmm. that is primarily waiting is called Saw Pockets. Uh, and the escape that is primarily human is called Floundery. And you guys are in saw pockets. Um, above uh, you on the cliffs, uh, which are called churchy markets for some reason, uh, are many small, uh, decaying, you know, very poorly made structures built one atop the other. When something falls down, it's used for parts. It's it's kind of, um, it's the cliffside like favela. And above that is the poshest, richest district where the bankers of Gaziom live oh, um, called Sadman Beach. So there's a thin strip of artificial dunes and then these kind of garden hemmed uh, mansions. And there's not very many at all. There's 
sort of one main street. Uh, and so Sad, Sadman uh, Beach is not very large. It's probably the smallest district. This isn't quite to scale. Uh, and the largest house, but it's kind of flat, so you wouldn't really see it from where you are atop the cliffs, is Sleepmonger House, is the house in which Teh Fod lives. And that's what we're looking at right in the middle here. Oh, so we just got to go up. Yeah, you just go yeah. up. So there's three mm. giant <laughs> stairs carved into the side, and they're very busy. They're always kind of blocked by people selling you food on a stick and <gasps> beer and other things. Those are <gasps> probably the most common things. But yeah, there's three giant stairs that go up through churchy markets and basically uh, are on either side and the middle of Sadman Beach. However, there's uh, sort of high fences so that most people just keep going and enter the main avenues of kind mm. of the, the center of the city, glib shills, uh, and then, you know, the, the larger... Uh, districts beyond uh but yeah you guys are way down here and you kind of know where you're going i mean so yeah everybody's looking at the map zestian is like looking over mercus's shoulder and she looks outside you know the birds are singing the sun is shining it, it, she's like i don't i mean I, I defer to you but maybe we should go like case the joint is this a situation where you go case a, a joint and then go yeah. back have you never under, done this before and she squints and she goes under the cover of darkness. <laughs> yes, no. keep See, going. That's, a that's common all good. Mistake. That's a common error. At night is when people are expecting you to case the joint, but during the day, look around you. Look at the streets. Dozens of people walking around. You can't keep track of them all. Somebody creeping around at night. You might tell somebody you saw that, but just some merchant or, uh, you know, anyone selling anything walking around during the day. Well, nobody's going to notice. The daytime is the case time. <laughs> um, Venus kind of turns the map and is puzzling, and he thinks uh, out loud, yes, I, I, it's quite curious. Yes, someone who's a leader such as Thea, they would, they would want some way to escape quickly, but this, this location is in the middle of this island, um, surrounded by walls and by busy streets. I would bet that there is a way to get down to the caverns below and access a boat to come out of the holes of the aisle. So wait, you're telling me you think this whole thing is hollow? Yes. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, the island is definitely hollow. I think your characters would know that. Um, it's it's <laughs> Whether you want to think of them as like cenotes or limestone caverns Ooh. or just like a weird alien uh, you know, architecture that isn't quite human on which has been built a kind of early modern uh, city, uh, it definitely has sort of porosity and uh, you know that some of the holes are actually home to uh, not just pirates, but also uh, the sard mutants. So there's a disease that causes your skin to harden and become red. And there's a number of these mutants who live below, sort of separate from the rest of Grafen's society, as well as the brain rats who've moved here from Krajal. And the brain rats uh, you had a discussion about last time, um, you might think are cute with their exposed little thinking boxes, uh, but they can, in large numbers, command you to do things. They can read your mind and take over <gasps> oh. your thoughts. Ah, it's like cats in real life. <laughs> yes, exactly it's like cats. Less cute. Less cute. Just less like cute. <laughs> it is true that large numbers of cats can command me to do things with their brain. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like make the jellical choice. <laughs> yes, when you send one to hell. Yes, I think uh, Venus has a good hunch, and we should also still case the joint. Oh, yes, yes. Well, definitely. Casing the joint would be the primary purpose of finding out whether or not this tunnel idea is correct or not. I just can't imagine, with all the threats from within the pirate culture itself and from without, that they wouldn't have a quick way of escaping their little nest. Now, one thing that might be helpful for us is some fake eggs that we can replace the old eggs with if we're going to do this covertly. Anybody have any of those? 
He says this kind of out loud towards all the um, the waitings around and nobody kind of, or you tell me what happens. Are, are you asking the guards specifically? Yeah. yeah, just everyone just walking around. Anyone have any eggs? Yeah, I think if you're serious, one of the waitings would be like, uh, what kind of eggs? Like, um, Well, like they don't a- even have to be actual eggs. I mean, they could be waiting eggs that are empty now that we could just fill with some stones or something. Just have- Venus, what do you think happens to eggs? What? Empty eggs. What do you think happens to the well, eggs? Well, I don't know. Do waitings pr- produce uh, eggs only when when breeding, or do there's uh, some I, are there some unfertilized, you know, chickens type eggs that you eat in the morning? <laughs> I don't understand. I does anybody else what? Uh, I would say roll charm if you're having this conversation in front of one of the guards. Okay. Who is a waiting? Zestio is is, pu- is like pulling on her collar, like Ooh. can very easily answer these basic biological questions that you probably did learn in under school at some point many years ago. Yes, Venus, well, I guess but- my point is that there there have to be some empty eggs around. What do I? Oh, roll charm. Yeah, roll charm. Roll charm. Even if you glued them back together. <laughs> I got a four. Oh, uh, no. He rolled a natural one, so for some reason he thinks you are hilarious, and you feel oh, no. multiple arms slap your back, uh, and this yes. waiting who's got sort of green with mottled dark blue, uh, chitin, leans in and says, uh, oh, buddy, I thought you would just wanted an omelet. Uh, yeah, you want <laughs> egg casings from a waiting. That's pretty yeah. easy. Uh, a oh, little good. touchy subject for some people. We won't get into the politics, but yeah, it, they're ah, essentially yes. uh, unless you believe they're lucky and you have to eat them and it like makes you feel oh, bad after I you see, give yes. birth. Uh, they're just trash. It's just like leather. Uh, we could get you some of those. Is that what you want? Yes, I feel like we could maybe use those. Buy us a little time if um, we can replace the eggs and get out quick as a flash. Okay, Great. I'm gonna I'm gonna go get those and uh, we'll come back here. You just want a bunch of egg casings? Okay, that's, yes, that's yes, doable. Yes. Thank you. No problem. Uh, yeah, Mercus is looking at the map and notices those stairs. I think I think we can uh, case it from multiple sides here and split mm. up the responsibilities. Oh yes. What 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 are you thinking? Do you see? There's this leftmost stairwell and then a center yeah. stairwell. They surround the house that we're trying to get into. I see. So the west and the east. Zestino looks at Mercus. Zestino says, yeah, that sounds like that's actually a really good point. And maybe, uh, Beta, you can do the brain thing again so that we can all talk to one another while we're. And then she looks at Oat and goes, case in the joint. She points. (laughs) Good Um, job. (laughs) I'm getting it. I think I'm getting it Uh, so that we can we can say what we see. And also, if anybody gets suspicious of us, we can let everybody know to Amscray. And midway through, while Zeshno is still saying this, she's uh, Beta has already connected everyone. Hello. (laughs) She's like, oh, God. You have to tell us before you do this. This is more than jarring. (laughs) Beta, we're still in the same room. A feedback sound that happens like when someone steps up to a microphone in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Zestino also just in this moment is like looking down and she's realizing that she's wearing basically like a company blazer and stuff and looks around at everyone else. I don't know what you all are wearing, but like if there's like any just pirate garb around in this room, she's just going to go through it and like put on whatever's around to try to blend in. 
Yeah, I think uh, you might notice in the drawing room you're in, um, there's maybe some of the kids' clothes about, and there's like throw blankets, but by Waitens, so they're probably like woven reeds or grass. But you might, in your searching, get the attention of another one of the guards uh, who's checking in, who basically asks if you need to uh, to acquire anything else. You know, do you need uh, gear for your mission? Because they can take you to shops that will give you a really good deal. And you realize you're just getting the hard sell. Like he's trying to bring you to his cousin's uh, shop to buy clothes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Zestina would say like, yeah, I think we just need anything to blend in. Um, then you need, my friend, to go to 50 Ditch Tickler's uh, Emporium <laughs> because uh, 50 can hook you up with all kinds of clothes, probably some of which even are smaller and have fewer limbs. Uh, but yeah, we can get you clothes. Is cut this... to cut to shopping montage at yes. fifty ditch ticklers. Uh, you got tickled, is what is said on the oh. way out. As nice. you, uh, you know, they check your bag and whatever you, you pay. Beautiful. Um, you have new clothes. What do, what do we look like? Zestino is just going to try to buy whatever sort of drapey, reedy, like maybe slightly chitinous things she can find. Um, I think she might accidentally just end up looking like Blondie from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, <laughs> the man with no name. Like she's just wearing like a wide cork hat and a patterned poncho. Um, Venus is, uh, you know, you, you see him talking to different um, people. He's considering different outfits and stuff like that. Venus naturally wears just kind of dark robes and stuff like that. Um, you see him go going hither and thither, picking up this piece, that piece, whatever. He steps out of a, a, a changing room and he looks um, exactly the same. He's, he's chosen some, <laughs> some pirate's robes um, that uh, look almost exactly the same as he did before. Um, but these are genuine pirate brand um, in his mind, so uh, he's, uh, he's happy. Uh, a, a random waiting um, assistant at the last time you change clothes finally just starts clapping with all her hands uh, and says, uh, you got tickled. Uh, and, and really just believes you, you look much better. These these robes are like just millimeters better fitting than the pair you came in with. Oh, good. Mercus is ripping up his jumpsuit uh, and keeping the bottom half uh, and pull him, pulling them up above the knees so they're all scrunched, um, but decides to go with uh, like an open fisherman vest like that's a little cropped because he's a very tall skinny torso and wants to show off that uh what what was the drink called oh the the kaleidoscopic the gin yeah the kaleidoscopic patch he has on his tummy now um and he gets also a piercing in his snout <laughs> and keeps the rambo bandana <laughs> whoa that's great yeah i think the waitons uh don't normally deal with too many gelasti on Kakadun, so they don't really have anything that fits you, so everything is like a little baggy, but maybe that works for the kind of rave, like um, like hip-hop but in the Midwest kind of look, you know? Like it's yeah. not quite exactly what you're thinking. Uh, fishing vest, weird pants. Yeah, I, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, the piercing might mess with your electro sense a little bit, so it probably takes you the rest of the day to get used to like feeling something ferromagnetic like on your face, like you just want to keep pointing at yourself, like, I found me. <laughs> oh no, that's the ring. Yeah, um, he's fiddling with it constantly. <laughs> got it, got it. As one does. So Beta has in her mind, she thinks that in terms of the mission, she has been working uh, by reading a lot of books about <laughs> how to be alluring to people. She's been reading a lot about this. She really thinks she should be the one to talk to Tae. She thinks she can, you know, 
if she's with her in a room, she can really convince her of, you know, some plot. So she decides that she's going to decide to be a sword merchant because she does know a lot about swords um, and she thinks she could talk at length about swords. So she is going to dress as they're walking to the um, the uh, emporium. Uh, she sees what a merchant is wearing on the street and <laughs> what is a merchant wearing because she is going to copy that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, if you're going for like refined, like you are not just somebody who, you know, wholesale like works with the uh blacksmiths but like you are like a, a dealer like you're you're someone yes. someone would go to for the the good swords yes. uh the old swords swords with some sort of history um yeah you can definitely um ape the dress of probably the the merchants of gazion this this other nation uh which technically does not control grafa because grafa is really kind of run by uh by the pirates but there are many rich people here from that country and they, they have a distinct style they have let's say big bright shoulder pads often yellow or blue um, and then sort of somber gray tones underneath. And there's a very distinct look that says, you know, um, I'm not just a, a merchant. I'm a merchant who, uh, you know, has a shop in Glibshill and, and uh, eats at certain restaurants, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the Waitons can dress you up in this. Uh, they might point out that you still don't look quite like a human. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Beta is like, no, I think I'm pretty. She's looking in the mirror right now. She's like, I think this looks pretty good. Uh, one of them comes and just puts like a very large sort of shape, like a like a Fisher hat, but made of cork, but very large on you. So you you sort of can't see your face, and they they sort of say, you know, now you don't look like a non-human at least. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like, do you remember the movie poster for Sabrina with the hat? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> love it. Nice. Yeah, I think Remy's gonna go like pirate formal wear. Um, uh, I think he's gonna try and find like the like the equivalent of like a tie and a, a fucking uh, dress shirt, um, but also get some uh, some tactical accessories like a maybe like an ammo bandolier. He doesn't have a gun, you know what I mean? Just like surplus military, but also by way of I'm I'm going to prom. <laughs> oh yeah, no. I think this is this is exactly what most pirates wear most of the time. This needless uh, equipment that they can't really use that well because there aren't that many guns, and the guns are always like jamming, and you know it's like flintlocks. Uh, but they have bandoliers as if they were Rambo. Uh, so yeah, I, I definitely think you're blending right in there. Yeah, I, I will say the bandoliers. He 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 fills some of the bandoliers with some gunch, just you know to have it right <laughs> in hand. Stuff it in there, just really. Oh, you pack it in. Yeah, that's that's smart. Tactical uh, gunching tactical benching. Uh, I mean, that could even look like you're, if you guys wanted a, a story here, the, the Waitons at um, 50 Ditch Tickler's Emporium uh, might suggest that if Beta Combat is a rich merchant, then perhaps the rest of you are guards or sort of work for her if you are going to be seen together, uh, if mm. that is a, a goal. Makes sense. Um, Oat, is Oat uh, among the party? I don't think Oat fits into the guard plan. Uh He's more of a face character in these circumstances. Co-sword oh, co merchant? Co business partner? Yeah, business partner, I think, would do well. I think, yeah, I think we're going to have to go that way. Yeah, because Beta's enthusiastic about this plan, but we know that a Beta doesn't have the most charm in the world, but maybe she needs some help. Yeah, Oat does. Yeah. This is, yeah, I mean, this is what Oat does for a living. So he, uh... Yeah, like I think double up on the uh, we'll be a sword couple. What if we pretend that Beta can't speak? Like Beta's very important and very alluring, <laughs> but can't speak the language. Needs a translator. Oh, and there needs you a go. translator. Love it. 
okay, great. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. That's cute. Uh, yeah, and I'll pretend to translate things for you. <laughs> <laughs> this is risky, of course, because Oat will be the mouth of the vo- of the group now. It's also, uh, it's also. I mean, we'll see if this is useful if we just end up breaking in through the ceiling by taking some drugs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. After that, after someone sees yeah. that happen, then saying like, "Oh, we're here to sell you some swords," might not get you very far. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think we need to maybe think through the bait, the fundamentals of the strategy because you, you, if someone's going to be doing FaceTime with Tae, uh, you want another group of people that, uh, you know, benefit from that distraction and are actually retrieving the goods. Well, so, okay, yeah. so we have uh, we need a wet so what work is, team what is and a distraction team. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, what is does so does Oat go with like fancy dress? Is that his? Uh... Oat's gonna go with high class fancy dress. So then, he's... as we are walking back from uh, Fifty Ditch Ticklers and going back to um, a Steady Hand Dealer, we can be talking about what exactly we want the plan to be. It's your girl, Jen, and I'm here interrupting the show to tell you about Patreon. If you are loving our story, production value, and goddamn incredible sound design, become a chummer for just five American dollars per month. That's 4.28 euros, 523 yen, or 106 pesos. For 0.00037 bitcoins, you get access to fun slash float chatty, our inside baseball show about every episode, an invite to our Discord, which has channels called Chumbler and the Cone of Bonus Content, and top secret cold storage archive and cyberpunk-themed Spotify playlist that I personally update every Tuesday. Come on, why don't you join us at patreon.com slash funcityventures. Again, that's patreon.com slash funcityventures. It's getting later in the afternoon, so the sun is is probably setting on today. You might also be hungry, so the waiting you sort of have handlers at this point who were just charmed uh, that these aliens have made some sort of deal with their uh, their ultimate <laughs> boss, and so they all want to take you to essentially one of their cousin's spots to eat. Uh, they seem to be just driving foot traffic to a restaurant as well as trying to impress you with traditional grafen fare. So there's sort of X-shaped funnel cakes on which mm. uh, raw ground meat is sprinkled, and then some very lively, very spicy herbs. Uh, and then there's a weird way you have to like fold it properly and, and take bites in a certain order. Uh, and they all make fun of you if you can't do it. Uh, and right. once you do that, they want to, you know, they're they're happy to take you back and let you get dressed and discuss. What kind of meat is this? What kind of raw meat is this? I'm just. Uh, it's probably curious. a shark, but it's a kind of shark that on this planet is very fatty and it's almost tastes uh, halfway to like uh, beef. Oh, hmm. nice, like a wagyu shark. Uh, yeah, exactly, a wagyu shark. <laughs> it's actually probably technically an eel. Um, huh. the, they have a cartoon picture of it, like carved into the board of this food cart that they brought you to. So all you, you don't have a sense of the real organism, just its meat and like the cartoon smiling. You know, the 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 classic, um, you know, the pig who's chopping up uh, uh, pork for you. Kind of yeah, sign. it sounds good. Zest, you know, as we're finishing up dinner, it's like, okay, how about on the way back to do some real planning, we, like, just swing by the spot and give it a look-see. How does that sound, everybody? You just, like, have a little casual post-dinner, post-late-lunch stroll by the joint we're gonna maybe, you know, break into later. <laughs> okay, you don't have to say it like that. Yes, we know which place you're talking it's about. casual, casual, <laughs> yes. cool. 
Yes, I'm thinking perhaps the uh, the wet team, as we as we call it, could be pretending to be to secure the premises for this very powerful and and uh, and possibly uh, a target for uh, all these pirates. And we're we're trying to secure the area to make sure that there's no scoundrels about or or um, ruffians afoot that will uh, cause problems for this very wealthy and and powerful dealer of arms. Ooh, I like that. That's a good idea. Okay. Yes. All right, a, stor- a story that we all have straight if someone asks any questions. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but who's on the wet team and who's on the dry team? Uh, good point. <laughs> Rick is on the wet team. <laughs> that, thematically, that makes sense, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he looks petrally wet. I think Remy and Oat are probably on the wet team, too. Two guys in formal wear? Why would anyone do that? Well, Oat can't be on the wet team because he's going to be translating. Mm-hmm. I guess that's true. For Beta. Okay. So it probably should be me and Beta and Oat um, keeping the shop, as it were, and you um, out there getting wet and wild, trying to figure <laughs> out exactly what this place is all about. Right. Uh, Remy dabs up Mercus and says, let's get wet. Uh, should Zeshina, what, uh, what direction does everybody want Zeshina to go in? I guess towards the place. But like, is she, like, is she on one of the teams? What are her oh, teams? Oh, what is she I good see. at? We don't know her abilities. So Zeshino is um is um is management. Yes. So she's very good at telling people to do things. <laughs> Maybe she should be on lookout. Yeah. You know, and so connected like her, to all of us. She can command, which is I can give a non-suicidal command to someone who understands me. That person must act upon that command. She can avenge, uh, which is uh with X number of hours, she can find a suitably complex piece of archaea tech that is exactly what the group needed. She can nice. bark, which is she can give a suggestion to a teammate and they will then have bonuses to their role. She can detect, which is she can tell when someone is lying. She can dispense, uh, which is basically healing. She can feed, which you guys already know. She can requisition, which is she can communicate with the company and have them send something that is of importance. That takes a while. She can basically like ask for a drop. She can sting, uh, which is to pierce armor when attacking. She can disarm, which does exactly what it sounds like she can give orders which is another thing where she can tell someone to she can make a suggestion and you have bonuses to rolls and she can soak which is uh she can take damage instead of someone else wow, wow. team wet team wet team leader, wet sounds, leader of team sounds wet. pretty wet to me okay yeah uh so Zestino will join the uh the wet work team um and leave all the talking to oat and beta okay Better, yeah. best best to not crowd that situation yeah um, Venus also um, thinks that, or suggests, perhaps if this goes well, we can, while running this little shop, we can arrange a meeting with uh, Taya and be a, a distraction uh, for her when we actually want to go in and keep the wet team um, dedicated to getting those eggs, and we could be causing a distraction with uh, Taya and, and her primary guard um, on the day of the actual job as well. I like it. Of course, we'd have to work up quite the uh, the story and uh, and hubbub around this new character, but it's possible. Six six months of prep montage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they just turn into pirates. Yeah. <laughs> they never leave. That's the end of the story. Um, Wor- worst things have happened. Uh, yeah, so do we want to cut to you guys are, are heading up to Sleepmonger House uh, in the late afternoon on the same day? Yeah, sounds good. Uh, so I made... I made a roll already for for what you've been doing in saw pockets, uh, and nothing out of the ordinary happens. You have all this conversation, you do all this prep. Uh, you have to leave saw pockets. You have to go into uh, Floundery, and there are these three stairs, and two of them are closer. One is basically on either side of Sleepmonger House. 
Uh, so you have to pick a stair, and you'll have to go through churchy markets physically to get there, unless you want to do something much more roundabout. Uh, but if you want to directly just, you know, whiz past the house on any side. Uh, so I don't know if you want to let me know what you're doing as you proceed through the city, and this is probably the poorest part of the city. It is run by pirates, but a different group of pirates from Grand Shandies. So you're not sort of protected here. Uh, you sort of want to be in character. And the Waitons would probably tell you this, basically, when you're ready to leave. Uh, I think Zestino is just going to take the most direct route. Uh, whichever is the closest to leaving um, the house that they're staying in, she's just going to head in that direction. Um, and I think she's she would maybe rethink her decision if that route was not crowded that like if it's if it's like sort of empty i think she would prefer somewhere that's a little bit more crowded yeah the most uh the, the most direct way is the middle stairwell the uh the garabakan line and it will definitely be crowded today uh you can actually roll to see how crowded but yeah there's definitely people out and about uh it's not night yet and even yeah. at night there'll be some people out beta what's your uh what's your fake name what's your character name what's your con oh, name no. mm, um is uh Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Perfect. Oh, what's your character name? Uh, Postlethwaite. Postlethwaite. <laughs> and Venus? What is um, Venus's? You guys just call me uh, the Gray. It's a good restaurant in Savannah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, okay, so you all head up the Garabakan line in, what, two groups? Or no, one group uh, for now, or...? I got a pitch. While they're going up there to case the joint, Oat goes off by himself to the vertical staircases uh, that 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 seem to go to the northeast and split Sad Man's Beach. Uh, and we don't have to resolve this now, but I am going to go and talk to all the merchants along the stairs. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think they are. I think you're going up the central stairs. I understood. Oh, okay. um, if you want to go up one of the other stairs, that's cool. And you could definitely, uh, you know, slide off and do some, you know, talking to the merchants on the side. Yeah, I don't um, want to go to the top of the cliffs of Salmon Beach. I just want to spend some time talking to the merchants that line the stairs. Um, in that case, I would say, depending on what you want to get out of those conversations, you might want to roll something. So, like, if you're trying to just learn a fact, do. maybe roll reason. If you're trying to get a, a social outcome, roll charm. Like, make people believe a thing. Uh, I don't have to roll anything because I'm going to use my con skill. Uh, okay. I get to tell... <laughs> I get to burn Fort Grit and tell a lie and everyone believes it no check required uh, and, the lie, and the lie i'm gonna be telling all these storekeepers uh is that uh, haven't you heard wait they're still letting you sell stuff on the stairs i thought that the security detail would have swept everybody off the street by now oh wait, you haven't heard oh no alpha you know alpha the sword merchant? Apparently she's on the island. Something big's going down tomorrow. Nobody knows what, but everybody's on pins and needles. <laughs> uh, an older, an older, heavier set lady who sells like collectible ceramic vases that are quite nice, but have like weird and explicable kind of cartoon character, like deities of some kind, uh, you know, little statuettes on the top. Um, and she's got a bunch of them and they're, they're vertically oriented. All the shops are kind of very tall and narrow on the stairs. They're sort of very precarious. Uh, she leans over and says, uh, who, who is this alpha? Um, if you, sir, apparently she's some big spender, big money maker from a Oh, from some weird place. I think it was called Narcosa. I, I never been myself, but the rumors are crazy. Anyway, word is she's on the island to to make some kind of big weapons deal. 
Uh, Zestino, just by chance, happens to be nearby this, and she overhears it, and she uh, turns around, like, you know, she's standing at some food stall holding uh, what is described, as far as she can tell, as a, a piece of food, but feels to her just like petrified forest wood. Like, it's just like a brown piece of rock. Uh, but apparently it's snack food and she turns around and she looks at Oat and she looks at the person that Oat is talking to and she says, you guys talking about Alpha? <laughs> oh, did you get shaken down too? I heard, I heard that uh, Alpha's security detail has been giving people a rough time. Uh, yes, yeah, and she looks at the woman and she says, yeah, it's, it's been very, they've been very strict lately. But what about the Order of the Pale Moss? I mean, the Order of the Pale Moss doesn't usually run churchy markets, but, uh, you know, they usually don't like other people shaking anyone down in the city. Uh, what about the pirates? They definitely don't like people shaking down, unless they're doing the shaking down. I heard the Waitons were running scared from this alpha person. I think everybody just wants her money, if you know what I mean. So everybody's pretty really? nice. <laughs> Wait, yeah. does she collect collectible religious mugs? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. The rumors I, I heard said that she was an exotic weapons dealer. That's all I heard. I guess you could uh, hit somebody really hard with a mug. And in that case, yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, she buys mugs. Her face brightens at that and she uh, flips you a coin. She flips you a Gazion ducat and, uh, and, and gives you a mug. The mug in her hand, she was polishing this blue, tall glass thing with this ugly little gargoyle on top and says, uh, well, Please, sir, I, I have to mind the shop, but sir, if you see her security detail, maybe you could pass along. I have the most collectible collectible mugs. You got to collect all 500. I only know one or two of the bankers who've collected even in the 300s of the mugs. There's a new mug every month, Mug of the Month Club. If you're <laughs> truly saying that this person is as powerful as I think they are, I think they'll want to be the first 500 client. <laughs> I think it's at this point that Remy comes shoving up the stairs. Move along, move along. You can't be here. Oh shit! What are you this looking is my at? shop. What are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> Pushes out in the chest, sir. Hey, 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 look! You're not gonna get any trouble from me, uh, Mister. Uh, I'm heading out of it. I don't want any trouble from Alpha. Give him the mug. Give him the mug. Oh, uh, Remy, look! You know, hey, one down, four hundred ninety-nine to go. Bye-bye. <laughs> As Remy's like holds out his hands, he just pulls them <gasps> back and just lets it drop to the ground, and then keeps walking. <laughs> Uh, this, this woman is crushed and just scoops oh, up no. the bits of this collectible religious vase mug thing and is just, uh, you know, mumbling in her breath, uh, under her breath, um, as, as Remy departs. But yeah, no, many people saw this scene. So you've definitely got sort of the word out that there's some rich weapons dealer, uh, you know, con just works. So people who heard you believe you. Okay. Uh, Wythe, from this vantage, what does the house look like? Like, what are we looking at um, as far as the property and access to it is concerned? So in my head, if you're going up the Gabarakan line, uh, it's just a series of zigzagging steps cut into the rock, sort of in a half cylinder. Um, there are sort of rope bridges across points, so you don't have to go all the way around because it gets really crowded, especially during market days and festival days. Uh, and you're probably not able to see anything but maybe the lip of the dunes. You probably see sand occasionally sprinkling down. And of course, sand uh, has to be, you know, replenished at high cost in order to keep Sadman Beach a beach. 
and not just denuded uh, a bare limestone cliff. And uh, as you get to the top, um, there are fewer people. So the people tend who live in Turchy Markets not to spend a lot of time cutting through Sadman Beach. They would usually be going laterally through Churchy Markets or down into the escape. Uh, so this is definitely a place where, you know, there's merchants moving goods from the ports into the heart of the city. So there are more sort of stevedores, workaday types. And as you uh, get to the top, you can see the fences, these large wrought iron black fences uh, that sort of section off these rich houses on either side. And to your right are smaller mansions. They're still fairly large. Uh, and there's sort of a couple streets of them. And to your left, you just see the fences and beyond them hedges. And you don't actually see the house because, again, it's not that tall. So you just see sort of an expanse of this dense city that just isn't dense. It's just, you know, wrought iron gate, large sort of, uh, you know, not immaculately kept, but but shaped hedges uh, that are, that are you know, a couple meters tall. And uh, and the dunes, of course. I mean, you see the dunes first. Uh, and the beaches are kept empty by the guards, but people do spend a lot of time breaking onto the beaches because they're beaches. So mm. you may see a couple, especially like kids from down below, just kind of hanging out on the dunes as you pass. Uh, you would also see, I guess, as you proceed down the Central Avenue, uh, more guards. You would definitely see that there are just pirates, essentially, hanging out on every corner. Uh, most of these people are humans. There are a couple Feks and a couple Waitons. Uh, but yeah, there's a number of human pirates. Their dress is a little different than uh, the sort of more uh, dock-oriented workers under Grand Shandy's command. So there's a little less cork and a little more uh, traditional gaziom, sort of big-shouldered, bright-colored, uh, like, tunics. But, you know, a lot of them still have little cork cowboy hats and whatnot. And they all definitely are looking at everyone coming and going. They're looking at all the merchants. So they're looking at you as you come and just casually sort of like, does that person look like they're about to do something nefarious? Um, but, you know, it seems a little haphazard. It's like a group of three here, a group of three here. It's a pretty big avenue. And, you know, you're not sure if they're looking for, uh, on behalf of the inhabitants of any one house in particular. The guards are not spaced away from one another. Like there are groups of guards. So they're, t they're together. Yeah, yeah. Right? There's definitely on either corner, let's say, a group of three guards uh, as okay. you first sort of, um, you know, make the turn, uh, you know, like get, get onto the avenue onto the top. Yeah. And you can see as as the avenue progresses down toward the smaller houses, there's more guards. But yeah, here sort of at Sleepmonger House on your left, there's definitely just like three pirates at least hanging out on that side. If I look up, are there any like levels to the guards? Is there, Are there any like guards on lookout or anything like that, like above us? Uh, no, this area they've kept, the houses are all pretty low. Uh, and that's by, you know, rich people agreement to not block uh, the lovely sights of the dunes and the, the hedges and the whatnot. So yeah, there, there aren't really like lookout stations. Um, mm -hmm. I would say you might, again, from talking to the Waitons over the last half day, have learned that, yeah, m more people would have secret tunnels uh, because of the porous nature of Grafa. So there's not a ton. There are tall buildings. There's a very old tower in Nelrith's End, and there's three mysterious red steel uh objects, tools, uh, left behind by the late Tefnians in the middle of the city that no one knows how to use if they're usable. Uh, but yeah, here they're just kind of really nice, you know, like Georgian mansions, basically. If no one else has any ideas, Zeshno is going to go talk to some guards. The only idea I have is I have a piece, uh, I have something that maybe we could use. I have, um, a small two-sided dart where, right. where you could see through someone's eyes. If you stab them with it. If you stab them with it, but you're gonna stab <laughs> them. I think someone would notice maybe if we yeah. if we darted someone. I mean if we're trying to get in, I feel like the way to go or like 
I don't know, if we're going to do this the distraction team and then the wet work team, um, you know, uh, Beta, you could, like, try and get an appointment mm. with somebody inside. Yeah, you could hypnotize somebody important. for the Yeah, for the next day, um, while, like, the team wet is just, you know, skulking around the fences looking for holes. It's, I will say, it's very easy, for Zestino at least, to spend a small amount of grit comparatively and to command a guard to do something. Yeah. Um, so, like, I can command a guard. I mean, it's, we will not, we won't know whether or not the guard will know how to do this, but I can at least try to get them to give us information about how to schedule something and then go from there. Zestino, do you want to be like the, the, the harbinger that goes first to schedule? So, yeah, Zestino approaches one of the small groups of guards. I think she would she would not want it to look suspicious. So she's going to try to she's going to try to approach a group of guards that like is in the midst of things uh, and like is in the middle and maybe even a group that's closest to what looks like the entrance of the, the house itself. She's so, wearing this like broad hat that's covering her face, and she actually takes it off to show that she's a human. Uh, you know, she's you know got this like long sort of dark graying hair. Uh, you know, to like just sort of show like, hey, like I'm just here. I am. I'm approaching you. I'm about to say something. Uh, got it. I mean, so as you go from the cliff sides to uh, Sadman Beach, this central avenue, there's just the three guards to the left. Uh, on the Sleepmonger House side, and there's no entrance of any kind. So the entrance is on the oh. front, on the long side, um, down the, the avenue cutting the other way, uh, the boulevard, uh, let's say. Yeah. And there's another group of guards in front of that. So there's, uh, I will randomize the number. There are three guards there as well. So yeah, there's three guards on the left just hanging out, and there's three guards at the front, obviously front guard duty. Yeah. And uh, I can tell you who those guards are. You could see this without being terribly suspicious. The guards um, just hanging out, uh, when you first leave Churchy Markets are two humans and one Fex, and currently the Fex is telling a very raunchy story involving, like, a crab, a fog machine, seven <laughs> pirates, and a stolen princess. Uh, and the two guards are just seem, like, completely confused, like, not laughing, just, like, looking at him like it's the dumbest thing they've ever heard. Uh, and if you walk past them and walk to the front, you see there are uh, there are two human pirates and one waiting pirate, and they are obviously um, taking their job a little more seriously being at the front gate, uh, but they are, they're also just like chatting normally, you know. She goes, she stays with the boulevard guards, and she walks up to them and she says, um, Wythe, what was the name of the group that you mentioned, the Order of the Gray Moth? Oh, the Order of the Pale Moss is Order one of the, of the other Pale factions Moss. in the city. They're a uh, sort of a cult that uh, is extremely uh, nihilistic and, uh, you know, used to run the city before the Gazioans got involved, before the pirates kind of decided to take over. Uh, so they're very, also very, very salty about their sort of social position at this point, the members Love of this it. cult. Great. Zestina walks up to the group of the guards that's in front of the house and she, as she's taking off her hat. She smiles at them big and she's walking towards them. When she gets within, uh, like, talking distance, you know, like, close enough, she waves and, you know, she makes a friendly motion. And she gets, like close before she starts to talk and she talks quietly and she says listen i don't want to be pale moss about this but what's with the guy the fex over on the other side like telling terrible stories what's that guy's deal uh they seem a little taken aback that you're just walking up to them and they ask uh uh <laughs> you, you talking about uh shrial shrial y'all shrinalan i mean i can't imagine that that describes more than one of your co-workers <laughs> Yeah, uh sorry lady. Uh that guy's got a screw loose. He's uh he's he's a little loud. That's his thing. 
He's a loud dude. Listen, I can tell. I can tell. The reason I'm asking is because, um, oh, uh, hi, uh, Zed, by the way, is my name. And she puts out her hand. Um, hey, Mer- Merkton. Listen, I'm, I'm just asking because um, I got my boss is coming by tomorrow and, you know, she's just she's very, very particular. Uh, there's like a very sort of particular sort of person that just um, really rubs her the wrong way. And it could, you know, and she um, flattens her eyebrows and kind of grimaces a little bit and, and gets quiet and says, you know, ruin the deal with Thea. And I, I just I don't want that to happen. Like, you know what she gets like when she's in a bad mood. Roll charm. I think it's, I think you're trying to make them feel like, you know, you know what is going on here. I'm going to burn some grit. Do it. 11. Oh, yeah. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Wow. <laughs> uh, this is Zestino's um, uh, high stat. <laughs> yeah. This Boy. person instantly just looks completely like a gas, like they have, they're about to lose their job and they. <laughs> shut the weight and the other human up and they actually uh sort of look around the corner a little panicked and say uh okay i'm, I'm sorry ma'am uh I, I know you have an appointment with the boss and everything but um you got to clear it actually with Trial because we're just uh i don't know how to explain it Trial's part of the uh the, the house guard they, they guard the house we guard the street oh so i'm sorry if that's a problem you're gonna have to take it up with the person who is a problem which is real awkward circular that uh, is awkward. i don't actually know I, I'm not allowed, so we're not allowed to go in the house. So if you want to get a message to the boss, so uh, so you're yeah, I totally get it. You're right. That is who that is weird. And I'm sorry if this puts you in an uncomfortable position that I have now complained to you about your boss. What? Wow. Don't worry about um, my comfort. My comfort is nothing. It's not even a thing. If it was a thing, it would have been destroyed in a hellstorm of laser fire. That's just it's not a thing. It's not even a memory. So, so here's the thing. I have to run because because we're gonna go get ready for the procession because it's gonna come in uh, tomorrow. Um, when is Shrial here? Uh, well, I mean, they all live at the house, the the house guard. But you know, sense. yeah, Shrial's uh, off. That's why he's annoying uh, us. <laughs> Sorry, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, they, he lives in the house. So some of the house guard are always in the house. Uh, sometimes they're off. Uh, I, I don't have like their schedule. It's, uh, you know, kind that's of what, that's what, thing. that's what Shri, that's what Shriel does. Shriel does all the scheduling for all the guests and making sure that everybody is in the right place at the right time. No, no, no. Shriel's just muscle. I mean, oh. if it wasn't obvious, ma'am, sorry. Uh, well, who do I talk to about, uh, like the schedule of the house and, uh, when everybody is supposed to be in the right place? Oh, well, that'd be the, their boss, uh, Frishian Yen Frishnanalan. <laughs> Who's uh, also so she only trusts Fex. So sorry, she doesn't. After all the stuff with um, you know both waiting groups, she just decided you know fuck it. I'm I'm only hiring uh, you know uh, uh, people from Kakadoon. Uh, that makes that makes a lot of sense, and I understand where she's coming from. Listen, in my line of work, we do a lot of the very similar things, a lot of very similar concerns and operations. Listen, how do I talk to that person? <laughs> to Frishian Yen Frishnalan? Yeah. Who to commands Shrialyal Shrinalan, Mershin Mer, Shrim Mershinan, and Xbeshidjid Peshidulilin? You just took all of exactly the right syllables out of my mouth. It's a big load. Roll a d6. <laughs> oh, this is great when Mike's playing with us. Um, <laughs> it's like uh, it's like when a magician is doing the thing, taking all of the yeah. ribbons out of their mouth. Um, I rolled a one. No. <laughs> oh no! Uh, normally, Frashid would be in, but for some reason, Frashid is actually having uh, 
their teeth cleaned. Uh, they they had to go to the dentist. They have a lot of s- small, sharp teeth. Uh, but, you know, they'll be back tomorrow. Great. Uh, tell you what, I really appreciate your time, and I look forward to everything going very swimmingly. I, I can't wait. This deal sounds... Wait, what is... I'm sorry, what is the deal again? Have a good day! And she leaves. Okay. <laughs> you take care. Don't watch out for pickpockets. I think Mercus actually wandered up and around uh, the back perimeter of the house um, toward those mysterious red objects. Um, just kind of to keep moving because he's not doing any talking. Uh, so I think he wants to like look at them. Is there any like signage around it? Or is it like, is it like a cordoned off thing that's like an exhibit or they're just there? Uh, the three giant red Tef- late Tefnian monument things, mm-hmm. um, they're not cordoned off. They're totally open to the public. They are, as far as anyone can tell, indestructible. So they're made of a kind of uh, red ceramic steel that you, you would have seen in other places uh, around space and time. Uh, and they probably are activated by nanites and could be entered if one could command them to open up. But without access to that code, uh, they are just essentially like mysterious artifacts. So yeah, there's three in Grafa. There's a sort of really skinny pyramid. There's a weird straw shape. And there's the antenna, which is, uh, these are all relatively common pyramids and antenna being the most common uh, that the late Tefnians left in all of these uh, terraformed worlds. And yeah, there's people have like turned them into meetup spots and like there's like, you know, maybe there's certain uses uh, that are more common. So one is like where you'd go to meet like date and like another is like more food vendors. Um, probably the big pyramid people just stay away from. There's just kind of a creepy vibe. Like people don't want to accidentally fall through space and time or get abducted by like kind of a mummified android guard. Um, so they just, you know, they just sort of walk a few paces away from that one. Um, I think Marcus wants to just learn a little bit about it. So he's going to burn one grit for insight. Sure. Um, which is like some kind of clue or something that they remembered about reading or something like that about the objects. Um, you remember and you just from your experience now know that often the pyramid shaped late Tefnian monuments are functioning stiffworks. This was part of a many planet wide, you know, travel system that allowed uh, through fine scale manipulation of tachyons, um, you know, through the the ability to finally harness uh, negative energy, uh, time and space to be pinched. And so people could go from Great Tefnii on Terra to all these other worlds and terraform them and live on them. Um, However, using them can be really hard sometimes, Uh, again, especially if you don't have nanites. If you do have nanites, uh, it makes it a lot easier. That is what you would remember. Uh, Probably that was like in your textbook somewhere. Uh, yeah, I think Marcus uh, doesn't touch it, but is is hovering around it kind of like, hmm, and making his thinking noise and considering. Are we still, uh, we're still connected via Etherspeak, is that right? Once we got to the top of the stairs, I, I connected us again. That makes sense. So Zestino says via Etherspeak, um, she explains everything that just happened in front of the house and says that like uh, there's a Fex that's the head guard and they are the house guard. So they live in the house. Um, and uh, the person who does all of the scheduling for uh, the uh, for visitors is currently getting their teeth cleaned. Um, and she says, so uh, the way that I see it, uh, we have three options. One, we show up tomorrow without an appointment and, uh, you know, see what happens. Two, we go and 
find someone at the dentist and see what happens. Or three, we break into the house and try to edit the schedule ahead of breaking into the house for other reasons and see what happens. Venus is walking around with uh, Beta trying to look like uh, I'm, I'm telling her things about the island and, and while well, Beta's looking important. But today, the purpose is to recon. It is, uh, it, and so having the story of you want to... Um, you want to, you know, check the streets and and uh, and stuff like that is a good uh, lie for a backup. Like if somebody asks you, "Hey, what are you doing?" It could, you know, it's it's an excuse for what you're doing. But I think, yeah, I think we should get into the recon as much as possible right now. I think Remy's just skulking around in the the behind the house. Um, yeah. Agreed. So I would say Remy uh, roll, you know, will to perceive four. That's my max. Uh, yeah, you see, I mean, if you're in this kind of back corner, um, so the, the fence does extend, you know, across the beach, so you're not supposed to go to the beach, but people obviously climb it. And you'd see there's some kids playing uh, as dusk, you know, as, as the as Kakusol falls over the west side. Um, maybe it's reversed on this planet. Maybe it falls east. No, let's say it falls <laughs> west uh, and you're, you know, you're seeing in the fading light these kids are playing a game. There's a couple of them chasing another couple um, in the dunes. And the, all you really see are the high hedges. I mean, it, the whole place is surrounded uh, by hedges. The only sort of cut in them is is directly in the front. Uh, and there's, you know, a large double gate and there's guards outside all the time. So um, there's not much to see from outside from this vantage point. Wythe, I just rolled quick a, a, an eight to just get a look at the house while I was talking to those guards, just in case up close Zeshino gets anything additional. Yeah, from from the street, you can just see, you know, down this narrow, you know, section. But you see that the hedges really are just serving to block people like you guys from looking in. Yeah. Uh, and then inside, there's a kind of yard. Uh, and then the house actually occupies most of the space. It's really just large and flat. And a lot of it is um, looks like thick glass. And there is a front entrance, just large wooden double doors, um, you know, back from the gate. So you can you can see that. And I'll say you get a glimpse, you know, a door opens and you see another Fex uh, uh, warrior sort of looking around and maybe just like lighting a small cigar uh, and just kind of, you know, going on a smoke break, something like that. Um, Zesh, um, Zeshino goes, yeah. um, as she's talking to the team, um, uh, through Etherspeak, she goes to the, back to the merchants and tries to find where to buy those cigars. Uh, that's doable. Yeah. You can, you can spend some time and, and figure that out. Great. Gotta be somewhere close, right? There's no way yeah. like a guard is smoking anything better than like Swisher sweets from the bodega at the corner. Yeah. From the <laughs> bodega. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. I'm just gonna I'm gonna remove some gilder and just just put a pack of cigars um, in my inventory just in case. Yeah, go for it. Beta is getting way too into character, uh, <laughs> and she um, she's speaking in I don't know if one of the languages she knows is late Tefnian, but does everyone know late Tefnian? Um, I'm gonna check no. to see if I do. No. no. Okay. So very she, few people know it. I, I do know. I do know old Tefnian. Oh, is that, is that the same as late Tefnian? I don't know. Old Tefnian is based on late Tefnian. Late Tefnian is from like 5,000 years ago. Okay. So, so I know old Tefnian, Tefnian, if you want to use that. Well, she only knows late Tefnian. So she okay. is talking <laughs> in late Tefnian, but she can talk to you through her mind if she needed to, but she's talking oh, in late Tefnian uh, and oh. acting very important and like keeps on like whispering to out things. But really is whispering nothing like, how am I doing? How am I doing when I do this with him? 
yeah, I mean, you're getting attention. So <laughs> I think at this point, guards would come over to you probably when they're done interacting with Sishtano. The waiting guard uh, sidles up to you. He's a young waiting in um, really pretty nice like armor, like livery. Uh, and he sort of asks um, who you are, what you're doing on the boulevard. I mean, very few people stop here who aren't just like delivering stuff. Oh, are you with us right now or are you not with us? Okay, so I say in my mind, wait, so so Shannon, the plan is that you're not going to speak in like the I'm comments or anything, speak. right? Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to speak. I, I'm going to speak in late Tefnian. Uh, this person asks, what's good? How close are we to the house? Um, I think they're they're not that close to the house. They kind of stopped right like at the top of the, the steps. So you okay, so this is the other group of guards. So actually, it's, it's not the waiting. Sorry, let me wreck on that. It is the Fex. A, a, uh, a, what basically looks like a small raccoon just covered in weapons uh, walks over to you and begins asking uh, your business and are you single? And, uh, you know, just like generally like, like you know, what have you had lunch today? Uh, it's almost like confusingly like, is this person intimidating you or just kind of like they just love to talk? <laughs> you will address me, my little friend. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, What? what's good? Uh, hey, how, how are you doing? Do you work here in this large house? Uh, whose business is it? We're just shopping. Two can play the question game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just messing with you. Yeah, I work here. I'm Shriyal, <laughs> y'all Shrinalalan. <laughs> of course. And you're paid well? Yeah, I'm paid well, yeah. Hmm. I mean, have you seen the house? No, you can't, because <laughs> there's a big hedge. Why? Because she's rich. <laughs> Do you would you believe that there are places where the rich can buy not just hedges but entire forests? Uh, I mean, I've been to the forest. It's not that interesting. <laughs> There's a lot of bugs. Not like those you have it, my friend. Be along now, and we just I I gesture uh, for the alpha to follow, and I continue walking down the street. Uh, Shrihal is extremely confused <laughs> and shouts after you, you were telling me about forests. What about the forest, bro? <laughs> if you're lucky, I'll tell you more. And then I just turn around and keep walking. Uh, he's definitely like noted something on a pad and like talked to the other guards and they're all pointing at you as you walk away. Let's hope that the guards tell each other stories about the fancy weirdos that they met today. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, what do you, do you all want to leave? It, it is now dusk. Dusk has fallen. Um, so the, the sky is a brilliant orange and the birds, all of the albino pterodactyls are, uh, are, you know, taking flight to eat small fry. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's really kind of a lovely time. Uh, people are closing their doors and locking up, trying to avoid being taken by the brain rats down into the holes <laughs> right. and uh, on the street. <laughs> The guards, you know, do a sweep and probably basically at this point try to get you to leave if you're just standing around suspiciously. Yeah, I think. I think oh, yeah, we, no, we got to go. We like, yeah, we yeah, got to go. I, yeah. Yeah. At least Shannon and I's job was to, like, make an impression, get them to write a note and get the fuck out of there. Yeah, Zestino okay. also is is heading back to uh, the quarters at Steady Hand Dealers. Yeah, so is Remy. He's not he's not sticking around. Yeah, I think Marcus is going to take the other set of stairs down. Which set of stairs, just out of curiosity? This, uh, yeah, that one. This central? Yeah, so we had gone up the center stairwell, and now Marcus is going to take the leftmost stairwell back down. 
Yeah, so the center stairwell is the biggest, the Garbachan line. The south stairwell, Traverol, which you're on, is smaller and is used primarily by stevedores. Uh, it is notoriously a good place to get a specific kind of like taco-like hand food. Uh, and there's a lot of pickpockets, oh. but it's not nearly as crowded. And at night, it's definitely not as crowded. And you get a different view. So you're sort of in an armpit of the city. You're sort of where the cliffs curl in a bit. So you don't see as much, but it's interestingly, um, it feels less open and less kind of crazy uh, because there's a kind of sense of bounding. Uh, with, you know, with sort of almost like having the mountains uh, behind you in, in, in certain cities, you know. Uh, and yeah, you get back down to the escape uh, just fine. I would just ask, can everyone other than, so everyone else is going back down the Garbachan line or is anyone else going a different route? Uh, I, Oat's got to go a different route or else he'll mix up the two cons. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Uh, Oat will go down the Stevedore route. Okay, okay. Oh, and Remy actually has to do the same because of the exact same reason. Does uh, does Vinos have time? I don't know if the, the markets have closed yet to just buy a kind of a, an ornate looking sword that's not like just mostly just ornamental. I don't know that a lot of shops would be open at night. Okay. But you could certainly do that in the morning. And if you really needed one, you could like roll to find some like to figure out where. Yeah. Uh, it'd probably be easier to go back and ask the waitins. Yeah, I'll go back and ask the waitins. Beta, Venos, and Zeshtino, can you roll to perceive as you're going down the Garbachan line, which is still kind of crowded. It's not as crowded, but there's still plenty of people out. I got 10. Oh, I got five. That's good. I got a nine. Okay, Beta and Zeshtino. Uh, Venus, you're lost in your own thoughts as usual. Yes. However, uh, Beta and Zeshtino, you're definitely being followed hmm. uh, by what looks like a group of, of pirates. I mean, a, a group of, you know, armed men are, are coming down the stair after you casually, but definitely following you specifically. And they sort of stop when you stop. They're pretty good at hiding, but you guys are very, very perceptive. Um, as soon as Zeshtino realizes that this is the case, she turns around and uh, goes to talk directly to the one of them that is closest to them. And uh, she <laughs> walks up to whoever this um, person is, and she says, what do you think you're doing? Uh, this this relatively young human pirate sort of pulls up on you, like, you know, flexes a little, hits a hand on his sword. Zeshtino does the same thing, like mirroring back at him, but does it in like a mocking kind of way. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Mike. So now you're in like a dance off. Yeah, um, yeah he, he says, uh, well, uh, you made an impression. Um, you were asking a lot of questions about the guards at Sleepmonger House. It's kind of my job to figure out why. So I'm following you to see where you go. And you didn't go somewhere in Sadman Beach or into Glibshill or over into Penny Spits. Or even down into Southie Greens, you're going down Churchy Markets toward the escape. So I do have some questions there. We're going down Churchy Markets to help my friend find a replacement for something that he lost. And she gestures to Venus, um, hoping that at this point he's maybe like trying to figure out if a store is open or closed. And she says, the easiest way to get answers to questions that you have is to ask questions as opposed to just wandering around behind people not saying anything. So <laughs> if you have questions, ask your questions. Ah, see, that hypothesis assumes uh, a certain class positionality. If you have <laughs> enough money, the easiest way to get questions is to hire someone like me to follow you around, <laughs> taking notes and not doing anything else. Uh, all right, let me ask you a question. Who are you and why did you come by Sleepmonger House asking questions about the guard rotation? I'm a valet uh, for a very important person that will be meeting with Thayé tomorrow. And it is my job, much as it is your job, to make sure that everything is right as rain okay uh and you 
are actually meeting with Day Drafad. You have a, an appointment. What I can say to you uh, is that, listen, you know how the bosses are. I've done my job, but they asked me to do a very specific thing and I did it. That's all I know. Okay, and your name? Uh, she says that her name is Zed. And your boss's name? Oh, uh, I, uh, she turns around and she looks at Venos. <laughs> is Venos listening and does Venos make a face? Yes, Venos is uh, just looking empty-eyed um, as if he's just an ancient person, just a keeper of <laughs> secrets and books. And I've just been serving this family down a line for generations. Um, uh, was this person asking my name? Uh, no, the person was asking oh. uh, the name of uh, the, like, our boss, who See. is Beta, who I think is with us. Is that yes, correct? That's correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to say what Zestino's intentions are here because that might be um, giving you can, up a wig. You're connected by... By oh, that's right. Um, Zestino says, I want to make it seem like it is privileged information that we say the name of our boss, but I want to say the name of our boss. So I need one of you to just nod gravely. Avinos does nod gravely. And she turns back around and she looks at the person and she says, her name is Alpha. And she bows a little. <laughs> and Venos bows as well. He raises his hands up over his head and brings them back down to his side. As you raise your hands up, the guys behind this slightly um, more severe seeming guard uh, sort of go to their weapons instinctually, and he sort of raises his left arm and pauses them and lets you all finish bowing <laughs> and, and says, okay, great. Alpha is going to meet with Tae Jafad tomorrow. Tae, the banker, the prominent banker that we all know, uh, you wouldn't want to anger with any bad banking deals because uh, she has a lot of guards for some reason. Uh, okay, that's that's good to know. Um, and Zestino says, in, like, if they keep talking, she interrupts and she says, that is correct. And please tell Thea that we are very much looking forward to seeing her. And Zestino is going to use command to say that. Okay, that's great. Yeah. Command. Does he get a save here? Does he get to roll will? No, no, it just happens. Okay, I will pass along your message from Alpha, and uh, I guess you'll see the boss tomorrow. Uh, I'm Abernatus. I'm, uh, you know, Chief Inquisitor. And, uh, you tell. know, be safe out there. And don't mind us. If you see a couple of my boys with you, that's their job. <clears throat> uh, she gives like a little salute and she says, hey, and you don't happen to know anywhere that's still open where we might be able to find a scabbard. Like a sword holder thingy? Yeah, like a sword holder thingy. At night? Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's a long story, but my friend here, he broke his uh, and he feels very embarrassed about it. You know, big meeting. And uh, he just wants to make sure that he has something nice for tomorrow. Well, I could lie, but there is actually a bar where they serve the drinks in those sword holder thingies. Mm. It's like a weird <laughs> format for a drink. Anyway, um, yeah, it's called Scabbards. It's down in the floundery. Great. Uh, perfect. Thank you so much. You also have a nice night. Uh, sure. Bye. Z Zestino stands there motionless as they walk away. <laughs> you say, you have a nice night with command. So he has to have a nice <laughs> he night. He has to. He has no choice. He has to go party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he still has a couple of guys following you. Okay. Like, not hiding that fact at all. Mm. Oh, interesting. Okay. Huh. So I mean, he seems to go back to the house. Okay. So, so do we just walk around? Yeah. Yeah. Beta is in uh, in Etherspeak right now, saying, "Oh, oh, I do not think we should go back down uh, to to the house right now." Uh, <laughs> we... Vino says, "Let's just go to Scabbards and then sneak out the back." That's a good plan. Uh, okay, great. I think that's a great plan. Sure. Follow me. Uh... 
a crowded bar down at the edge of uh, Oud Flanders, the old part of, of uh, the Floundery. Uh, and it's kind of a wooden dome and it's full of, of drunk uh, dock workers and sailors. Uh, you could just roll a sneak check to sneak out without them seeing you. Will all three of us need to roll that? Yeah, I mean, essentially, there's two people trying to track three of you, so I don't know. Yeah, I think I'll have to burn some grit. <laughs> Sestino rolled a one. No! Oh, no! no. Uh, we end up having to beat the shit out of them. <laughs> she falls down the very famous staircase of rakes. <laughs> oh, no! Yeah, the rake ship just dropped a bunch of rakes, perfectly set Uh-oh. up, and you just keep stepping on them. I got it too. <laughs> Sideshow bombing oh, yourself. No. All right. Well, I'm not going to be burning grit to save this roll. I got a. I got a eight. I got a, the highest I could get. I got eight. <laughs> Venus, you sneak away easily. No one pays attention to you. However, the other two, yeah, loudly, uh, just continue breaking objects in scabbards oh, and just angering sailors. Uh, so you find yourself in kind of a, a fist fight, and the guards can clearly see you. Uh, being like hoisted up by some sailors uh, whose belongings you've shattered. Uh, so um, Zestino sees them seeing us and says, I just needed a scabbard for my friend. Absolutely <laughs> nothing suspicious here at all. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you want to like use a power to get away or just like go stay at a, a you know, an, a pub at an inn uh, and like not go back to where everyone else is. Um, uh... Or, yeah, you want to kill these guys, like go down an alley and kill these guys. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, I think I think the number one thing that we would do if we had to is like Zestino would just wait until they lost interest or something. Um, uh, they don't seem to lose interest. They don't see Venus, so Venus can leave. But okay. they are clearly being paid to find out like where, like which yeah. faction you guys are with. Maybe. Uh, so you're, you know, you're clearly weirdos, but what what is your sort of alignment <laughs> in city politics? Yeah, maybe I will then use, I mean, is this a lame, lame time to use find clue (laughs) to try to find clue of how to get out of this bar without being noticed? It's never a a lame time to use find clue, in my opinion. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I'm going to use find clue to figure out a way how to get out of here unnoticed. Uh, there's a there's a bathroom that's out of order that has a hole that just goes down into the holes and it is right at almost at sea level so there might be swimming involved but you could sort of swim into the sewer system and just leave physically uh, you'd end up somewhere random in below Grafa or just in the sea. <laughs> what are the chances we're going to encounter some brain rats? <laughs> Um, okay, so Beta notices the bathroom, um, <laughs> and she's she's back in Ether Speak uh, with Zestano. How's your swimming skills? Uh, Zestano cracks her knuckles and says, pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're going to need another plan then. <laughs> no, let's do it. No, no that's, do it. I mean, I'm not great, do but it? like, yeah, we're definitely going to leave through the hole in the bathroom. Yeah, we're going to leave through the hole and uh, risk getting our brains eaten or whatever happens with the brain wraps. <laughs> um, if you, you have a vague sense of where of directionality now in the city, uh, and you just have to kind of remember when you go into the darkness of this primitive sewer system of stone, uh, <laughs> I would say roll move, uh, move flee is the, the check. And you're just trying to like not drown and go in a certain direction. And if you get a six or higher, you do. And if not, something else happens. Right, Mike, Jesus Christ. No. No. What did you do? I I rolled a one. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
Oh, I uh, didn't mean movement, to roll that. M- movement is Zestino's worst skill. I got seven because it's supposed to be plus three because I just burned three grit. Uh, Beta, you can get away. You can you figure out how to use the sewer system to swim to basically the, the sea, but, the, you know, like at the docks, just lower down in the escape. And you can just kind of climb out. You're covered in, like, gross stuff. Yes. Uh, mostly a lot of it's seaweed or, like, you know, sticks, like like flotsam. Uh, but you're able to just climb back onto a pier in the, in the escape uh, far away from scabbards and you know roughly uh, you're almost near saw pockets and can get back to the sort of the waiting area and find um, and find Grand Shandy's tower. Uh, however, Zishtano, uh, you just aren't a strong enough swimmer and you're pulled deeper and deeper. Uh, you, you kind of miss the, the hole you needed to go down to follow Beta and you're pulled into the darkness. Uh, you're basically in a natural limestone uh, flooded you know system below uh, Grafa, the, the city. And you're really not sure where you are. You're in the dark uh, in a place rumored to be inhabited by evil rats and mutants uh, and pirates. Um, some of the pirates are on your side. So, you know, there's that. Okay. So Beta is like now she's like kind of like on the shore, right? You're free. Yeah, you're on the, the docks. I mean, you know, Okay. you're free to, to go where you want. So she sees Shano is not be- behind her and she quickly connects Zishtano with Mercus. She's just putting the phone phone line together, hoping that Mercus <laughs> can tell her some sort of direction. He's just walking. He's just walking down the stairs and uh, not talking to anybody, just minding his business. And um, uh, what is he here? <laughs> Mercus, uh, we could use uh, your direction skills. Zishtano uh, is... Uh, Zishtano, can you hear us? Um, you hear a bunch of splashing and a distant yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Uh, so he tries to like uh, just very. Uh, <laughs> he just tries to not speak out loud. He's just like, oh no. Um, yeah. So he basically does like find Nebet, which is burn three, make a reason. So he's gonna do that. Oh shit. <laughs> Oh don't tell me you rolled another one i got a four which is not great you could in theory just use it again in like 10 minutes or i forget what the so you said there are some pirates around uh well i mean you know it depends how long how deep we wanted to go with this this part of the plot but yeah in the interest of time if you want to just get back roll to the once group, forever and the yeah. story yeah. will never finish but... i was gonna say if mercus misdirects you she directs you into a random cavern which could contain helpful pirates or bad things um i rolled charm again i walked up to some random pirates like you know the as best as i possibly could suss out their allegiances based upon how they're dressed and did the thing that zestino has been doing which is just like starting to strike up a conversation and uh basically is is like i hit the scabbard a little bit too hard uh and um i uh don't know how i got here but uh here i am can you tell me how to get to the escape i'm a little lost new to the city um and Uh, she rolled a seven you find a group of Waitens uh, who seem very suspicious of you and also maybe making fun of you, taking pity on you. Uh, they, they help you out. Um, they do ask you a lot of questions about, uh, you know, what brings you to the city. They're, they're very inquisitive. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. Do you, do you just kind of tell them anything true? Uh, I, tell them, I tell them as close to the truth as I possibly can. So it's like, well, you know, I'm here on like this really complicated, like weird diplomatic thing that involves weapons. Um, 
um, and, uh, you know, very important people meeting together uh, so that we can reach some sort of understanding. Um, you know, my boss is uh, one of the like higher up people. Uh, like, I probably shouldn't say who because like, you know how it is like secret, secret things going on. But uh, basically, yeah, I'm like, I'm sort of like somewhere between a, a guard and a go between. Uh, and, you know, I was just trying to have a good night. Which I think is which I think is a thing that describes both what she's actually doing and the con that everybody had set up today. Um, yeah, they, they they take you back to the escape. Essentially, they they yeah. help you through a sort of semi secret, um, you know, like kind of manhole cover. Uh, and yeah, I definitely think Mercus, um, he he's got a sense of underground from both like electrochemical sense and maybe studying the map really hard and looking at the buildings. But the new piercing um, is just interfering. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He just can't quite like triangulate. Um, but yeah. So yeah. Why don't we say you're all back together uh, after a variously long or short trip? <laughs> Mostly short. A couple instances kind of long. Whoops. Yeah. Um, I was like covered in some weird seaweed and looks a little haggard, but <laughs> she's like, OK, what are we are we going tonight? Are we going to wait until tomorrow? Uh, we did some recon. We set up some stories. What of this do we want to use? I still think we should grab a brain rat, shove one of those pills in his mouth, and chuck it at the house. <laughs> Have those eggs arrived? Oh, uh, yes. When you get back, there's some leathern egg casings, uh, which Grand Shandy probably himself has taken it uh, has taken upon himself to have the children fill with uh, essentially uh, like what are they called? Like pie stones, like things you put on the crust to bake. Oh, yeah, I forget yeah, what they're called. Yeah, pie weights. Um, he's filled them with pie weights to roughly the right weight of a weight and egg, and then primitively stitched them together. Uh, and so he has these kind of garish, like, uh, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas stitching um, <laughs> eggs for you. Uh, and and Vino sees them and he goes, ah, yes, very good. Um, and he picks the eggs up and he walks over to Remy and he says, ah, yes, a member of the wet team will need this. Now, Remy, please. You got it. Replace the eggs once we find you find them and take them with these and perhaps it will buy us some time. Beta mm -hmm. is extremely exhausted because she's spent all her energy today <laughs> just trying to connect everyone's minds. Can barely, like, get words out. She's like, yeah, we definitely need to wait till tomorrow. Does anyone uh, happen to have any uh, interesting pieces from the Onvader's estate that I might uh, use as props tomorrow? Yes, I have my visage as a sea is my shield. Oh. And he takes off the uh, harness that uh, has just a metal plate in its center that uh, will completely unlatch and deform into a giant uh, shield that pops out in front of you, takes it off um, and gives it to, um, to Beta. Oh, that thing looks really fancy, right? It's a piece of art? Yeah. Yes. Right. Oh, this should work great. I think Remy still has the Illithinari visor. Possibly. Mm -hmm. What does that do? No idea, but uh, he hands it over. <laughs> I uh, that that is just just I mean, and you would know this because you were told that is extremely powerful and extremely rare. So, like, you would recognize that as being, it's, like, maybe kind of weird that you have been wa yeah. just walking around with it <laughs> I mean, this whole time. he can't use it. He's unconcerned by its existence. He knows it's, like, useful to someone, but ugh. What does that do again? The Illithnari? You do not. Life? You do not know. You oh, just know. We don't you know. you saw it. You saw it shoot a bunch of extremely powerful lasers. Ah, okay. Uh, so Beta kind of takes that and is very like kind of like thinking about like whether she would actually uh, show anyone this. Uh, Beta, if you're gonna give egg. it to this person, trade it for the whole mansion. 
Okay, okay, <laughs> I am not going to give it to the person, but if that situation comes up, I will trade it for the whole thing. Uh, Mercus pulls out the fantastic, what is it, the fomator, and it still has four charges on it. Beta, is this helpful? Um, it's shiny. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's got a little blimp shape. I'll use it if you don't need it. <laughs> you know what? You can hold on to that, Marcus. <laughs> so Beta is blinged out. Uh, do you all get some shut-eye, or do you go back up to Sleepmonger House uh, tonight? You believe you've shaken the guards that were sicked upon half of you uh, at somewhat great cost, <laughs> largely in smelliness. Uh, you could probably sleep for five hours and still be pretty early tomorrow. So, you know, up to you. I mean, Remy's going to pass the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, let's just get some shut eye, get some grip back and then go do it tomorrow. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, the guards uh, at some point, like, basically shut the door on you, but they don't, like, lock you in. I mean, you're you're sort of free to go about the house again as long as you don't seem too suspicious. Um, probably don't go in certain rooms that are locked. Uh, and yeah, you know where the bathroom is. There's a kitchen. And uh, yeah, you can kind of just sleep on couches. It's not uncomfortable, but it's also like you're not in a guest room. You're just kind of left alone in like a weird large <laughs> living room with attached like outside porch thing. Um, and yeah, you can roll to recover grit. Uh, you don't need to worry about getting jumped in the middle of the night here at the, the boss's house. Mm-hmm. You are now leaving Float City. Thanks for listening. If you like the show and you want to help us keep making it, head on over to patreon.com forward slash fun city ventures. Five bucks a month gets you access to a whole other show we do called Fun Chatty. It gets you access to our rad as heck discord full of very weird, very nice and smart nerds. It gets you access to music playlists and more. It is a great deal. You know, you want to get on in here. Patreon.com forward slash fun city ventures. And of course, thanks to all of our current patrons for help keeping this ship afloat. I'm Bijan Steven, and I play Remy Tester on Float City. You can find me online on Twitter at Bijan Steven, B-I-J-A-N-S-T-E-P-H-E-N, on Twitch at the same name, and on Instagram at Bijan Cakes, B-I-J-A-N Cakes. I'm Jen De La Vega. I play Mercus Imeldar. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Randwiches. That's the word sandwiches, but replace the S with an R. This is Shannon O'Dell. I play Beta Combat. You can find me on social at Shodell. Hello, this is Nick Gersio, and I play Lux on Fun City and Venos on Float City. You could find me at Nicholas Gersio on Twitter and N Gersio on Instagram. You spell Gersio, G-U-E-R-C-I-O. I'm Taylor Moore, and I play all the cool, interesting characters. You can follow me at Taylor.biz. <laughs> My name is Mike Rignetta. I am your GM, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Rignetta. You can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Fun City Ventures. Float City is played in a soon-to-be-released system called Still Fleet, which you can find on Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon at Still Fleet. This episode of Float City was recorded at various locations around Brooklyn, New York. It was produced, edited, and sound designed by me, Mike Rignetta. On American planes, I feel the struggling afflictions endured by roots that writhe their arms into the nether deep. I see a serpent in pixel riffs who courts me to his love. Fun City's music is by Sam Tyndall. Remy's flute playing is by Jake Fridkiss. Our Fun City art is by Tess Stone. And our Float City art is by Ethan Gould. Our Discord mods are Olivia Gulen, Kelly McHugh, Kit Pulliam, and Kestrel. And the voice of Artemis is Molly Templeton. <laughs>